Last week, who was here for Jill Cronow last week? Do you remember why she, she showed this image of the wave? She talked to us about the fact that um, there are these crazy people who go in search of the big waves and they, sur and they surf these big waves. And she, she kind of encouraged us slash provoked us to be people who lean forward into the wave. These, these surfers are people who they, they search out the big waves, they travel a long way, they get themselves out there, and they, there comes a moment where they've got to commit. They're, they're on their paddleboard, they're on their surfboard rather, they're paddling along, they're, here, here it comes, right? They're gonna get up, they're gonna jump onto their board and they're gonna lean in, they're gonna lean forward. And I feel like, as I've been preparing for today, this is a, a, a message which I just feel God wants to underline to us all. He wants us to be a church that are leaning forward into the things of his kingdom, not sitting with our legs dangling off the surfboard just watching other people do it. It'd be very easy to do that. God will still love you if you do that. But his invitation to us is to be people who jump up on the board, lean forward, lean into his things, and we'll see what he will do. He's doing a lot amongst us. There's a huge amount going on amongst us. Turn to the person next to you and say, we're doing really well. Yeah, we are doing really well. There's all sorts of stuff happening in this church as you just saw all of those young people, the young adults, some of you who want to be young adults, Ollie, I know. Um, but... Again, were any of you at the light party that was here on, uh, on Sunday afternoon last week? Maybe that was more first meeting parents, but we had 150 people celebrating the light party, which is a kind of alternative thing to Halloween, but bringing a much higher message than the message of Halloween. And an amazing team, if you're part of that team, thank you for serving. Thank you for getting alongside Susan and her team and making that happen. But we had people from all across our community. We had uh, you know, parents from local schools bringing their kids along and again and again coming up to the team and saying, thank you, this is incredible. It's free. We can't believe that this church is serving us in this way. We are impacting the community in all kinds of different ways. Stuff that we see every week, stuff that we see from time to time. Thirst Cafe continues to have huge impact in this town, partnering with GP surgeries, partnering with schools, getting people in there, mentoring our teenagers, helping them as they overcome all kinds of anxieties and stresses and broken home situations. Thirst Cafe is outstanding. It's another one of those amazing things that God is doing and that we are leaning into. And he wants to keep doing that. Who was here for Nation Sunday a couple of Sundays ago? Who's you know, still recovering from the muscle strains of Nation Sunday and the, the dancing and the singing. It's like we took it to a whole new level. And it was beautiful as we celebrated our diversity. And we, we, as I say, we danced and we sang and we did things a bit different. And our kids were with us and it was pandemonium. But it was beautiful as we celebrated the fact that God is not interested in a monochrome just one culture church. He wants every tribe, every tongue, every, oh, cut up with this, every nation on the earth worshiping him. Why, I pointed that at the first meeting and started to cry. It's like, let's well, stop it, you know. <laughs> but it, it's on God's heart to see people of every nation under heaven worshiping at his throne. And we want to be a little snippet of that here. In Bishop Storford, it's so great. The nations are on our doorstep and many of you are amongst us and we love it. We love it. We hope you find a place where you will actually call home amongst us. This is again something that God is doing, something he wants us to be absolutely intentional about. So if it doesn't quite 
fit what, you, what your, your way is or your heritage is, that's all right. Put your arms out wide and hug the person next to you. Nobody's going to do that right now. That's all right. Oh, one or two are. That's all right. We're, we, we are wanting to be a hugely diverse family in this town. And Christmas is coming. Whose child is that? So cute. Where's Quasi? I saw him. Oh, there he is. There you go. Got the family on there. Little snippet of what is coming. We're going to communicate more about the whole Christmas season, all the stuff that's happening. That's going to come up next, uh, next week. But, you know, we've got Crafty Christmas. There's going to be the street market where we're going to be out there giving prophetic readings to people on the high street. We're going to have um, the carol services. We're going to have the messy nativity. We're going to have the World Cup. It's like all these things that we've laid on, especially for Christmas, even the World Cup this year. It's all happening 18th of December, in case you didn't realize. This is all happening amongst us, things that God is doing, things that he's inviting us to lean into. Remember a couple of months ago, Jen stood up here and talked about food with friends. This has been happening now for two months where we have been every Tuesday evening opening the doors of the church, inviting anybody who is lonely, who is hungry, who just doesn't have anywhere else to be, who would just like to get with some other people, have a conversation, have a hot meal. And we've been opening the door every week, Jen, Al, an amazing team of people serving and loving and expressing the kindness of God. And every week, I don't quite know how they do it because they have no idea how many are going to turn up, but we managed to feed, well, I think last week was about 23 people. And just week after week, the kindness, the love, the generosity of the Father is going out into this community. And that's what it means to lean into the things of his kingdom. So we're leaning forward. We're doing really well, aren't we? Aren't we? Are we? Yeah. I think we are. There's all sorts of other stuff as well. You know, there's crowning years for our old folks. There's, there's a ladies' praise party and a, at the end of this week. There's men's ministry. There's, there's so many things that I could mention, but I haven't got time to mention all of them. So I haven't, if I haven't mentioned your stuff, don't be upset with me, all right? But as I was just talking to the father about this week, what is on his heart for a local church? What is on his heart for us and I was, led to, um, I was led to something which I'll get to in a minute. I forgot to mention these things because these are other things that are important. So forgive me, I'm going off track slightly here. Um, we, are, we are so excited to be able to welcome Irene on the 15th of November because she is also part of what we are planning and lining up to help us to lean into the purposes of God. Irene is a, a, a prophet and she travels around the UK equipping and training, and she's going to be here on a Tuesday evening, the 15th of November. Uh, we want you to register if you'd like to just come along and learn a bit more, um, because we just want to know what room to use. We expect we'll have to use this room, um, but uh, Ren will be with us on that evening. Part of leaning into the things of the Father is discerning His voice. And if we learn to hear his voice and recognize it when he is speaking, then we will be equipped to take the message of heaven and to bring it to the people around us. So if that is of interest to you, and I sincerely hope it is, do register online for that one. It's all on our website. Shortly after her, we also have this incredible guy. Who remembers Andrew Cannon? He was here back in May, June. If you don't remember what Andrew Cannon is like, here is a one-minute clip just to remind you. Here he goes. And he walked in and he said, somebody in here wants to give their life to Jesus now. And I knew it was me. I said, Jesus, if you are real, if, 
the audacity. If you are real, save me. And the hands of God touched me, baptized me in the Holy Ghost. And in fire, and out of my mouth came this heavenly language. I'd never been to church. I'd never heard the gospel. I didn't know a single believer except those eight who I'd known for three days. God delivered me, moved nine years of addictions out of my body instantly, removed torment, removed anxiety, removed stress, removed the spirit of suicide out of my life. 9.15 a.m., cocaine-snorting, self-harming, suicidal alcoholic. 9.16 a.m., born again, set free, washed by the blood of Jesus. This is what we've got coming at the end of the month. If you weren't here last time, honestly, he's, he is explosive and encouraging and inspiring. He's going to be preaching here on the 27th, but on the 26th, I want us again, take this opportunity to be empowered and equipped to share the truth of Jesus Christ. He's doing a, a day with us. We put this information out to all the churches in the town and various others around the region. And uh, it's an opportunity to, to be inspired and equipped to share who Jesus is to those who you know and love. So um, get that one in the diary as well. There'll be much more information come through our Instagram and Facebook and all the usual stuff where we share things. So there's so much. There is so much that we are engaged with and that, is, that God is doing. And it is exciting to be in this season. It wasn't that long ago we all couldn't meet. And suddenly the diary's full. Suddenly, the calendar's bursting at the seams with all kinds of things that are going on. But there is something that is absolutely vital to the heart of the Father. And this is kind of where I want to go this morning. And it's this. When you look at, if I can have the next slide there, Kyle, I appreciate it. Is it, is it stuck? It will get there eventually. It's gone away. Technology's wonderful thing. Hey, there we go. This is, uh, as I was just preparing this week, I felt like the Father just led me to this one little verse in terms of what does he want to draw our attention to as his church in this town for this season? Because there's all manner of things, as you can see, which are wonderful and catch our attention. But the Lord, in the midst of all of that, wants to ensure that we are keeping the main thing the main thing. This is, the, this is a little template of what the New Testament church looked like uh, you know, shortly after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The believers in Jerusalem, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So they devoted themselves to these four things. And I just, I just felt this nudge from God this week to be encouraging us to, to seriously ask ourselves, are we devoted in this way? Are we leaning in to the things of his heart in these four ways? And I think, generally speaking, we are. But I, I just felt that little nudge just to, to draw us back to these things again. Devoted to the apostles' teaching. Now, interestingly, it doesn't go on to say, what the apostles were teaching, but we trust basically that means devoted to the word of God, devoted to the reading of scripture, devoted to understanding the heart of our heavenly father through looking at his word together. And we do that week in, week out. Trust that in your home groups that you're also opening the Bible together, getting into his word, because that is our rule of life. Nothing comes higher than the, than the scriptures. Devoted to fellowship. Fellowship's a funny old word. It's, it's a bit of an old-fashioned word these days. Basically, fellowship is deeper 
than what we tend to do normally. Because let's face it, most of us on a Sunday morning, we get up out of our beds, we have a quick breakfast, we get ourselves ready to go, jump in the car or walk our way down to the church. We arrive, we have superficial conversations with a few people while we wait for the meeting to start. The meeting runs its course, we have superficial conversations with a few people while we have a cup of coffee and then we scurry off home again. That is not fellowship. And the New Testament church knew that and there's this invitation from the Father for us to go deeper in our relationships and our friendships together. Fellowship is basically God-oriented, deep friendship that inspires one another to grow further in our relationship with Jesus. Do you have that in your life? I hope you do. I hope there are people that you are able to get with regularly who inspire you to pursue the things of God to go further, to go deeper. He is the infinite God. Therefore, there is an infinite amount of him to explore. And his invitation to us is to be people of deep relationship. We do that through our community groups is one of the ways. We do that through our serving teams because there's nothing quite like getting alongside somebody else and serving in kids or in youth or on the AV team or in musicians or wherever it may be to get to know one another, to begin to pray with one another, to walk with one another in the things of Jesus. If you would like that, if you'd like more of that in your life, talk to Ollie on the front row. He and Catherine are kind of heading up our group life stuff at the moment, and they'd love to help you get connected more. Breaking of bread. We did it this morning, but it doesn't always have to look exactly like that. Because basically what breaking of bread was in the first century New Testament church was a moment of intentionality of encountering the person of Jesus. They took bread, they took wine or juice or whatever it was that they took at the time. Basically, they were having a meal together. And as they had a meal, they intentionally took that moment to engage with the person of Jesus in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection, in his ascension. And this is the invitation for us, that as we do the things of life, things that are as regular as having a meal with your family, that we're taking those moments and saying, Jesus, you are our life more than the things that we are eating. We want our lives as believers to be so oriented around you and the the face-to-face, eye-to-eye encounter with who you are, that that is food to us at a deeper level than the pizza and chips you're eating on a Tuesday night. That is what we are invited into through the example, as we had a few moments ago, of bread and wine. And then prayer. This, again, is one of those Sundays where we focus on prayer. It's what we call Prayer Sunday. And so the rest of what I'm going to say is going to be on that theme. But it is, prayer is the touch point for heaven to earth. It is the touch point from earth to heaven. It is that moment where for all of our busyness and all of the things that we give ourselves to, we say, we recognize, I can plan, I can organize, I'm a fairly capable individual most of the time, but actually I need you, Lord. And we know that God is sovereign, but God's sovereignty doesn't mean Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be, will be, and God is on the throne and we have no input into that. What it means is he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. And he extends his omnipotence, his sovereignty towards us like a great big hand from heaven. And he says, take hold, 
Take hold of me through prayer. Partner with me through prayer. By all means, run your youth groups. Run your kids' ministries. Run your crowning years' ministries. Run your events. Run all of the training that you want. But make sure that it is infused with the power of heaven through prayer. Otherwise, you're just doing stuff. And life is already pretty full of stuff, isn't it? I wonder how many of you um, ever use TripAdvisor when you go somewhere. We use it quite a bit when we travel to work out where we're going to eat and what we're going to do and all that sort of stuff. I wonder if somebody came from, I know TripAdvisor is a kind of a community thing, but imagine there was a, a church advisor kind of thing, you know? People are coming to, to think about coming to, to CCBS on a Sunday and they go on church advisor and they want to see, well, what, what would we expect there? I wonder what, what people would write about us. Would they write this, that CCBS is a house of prayer? Because as Al mentioned last week when he was speaking, or was it two weeks ago, can't quite remember, this is one of the key words that God has given to us over the years, that this family of people is to be a house of prayer for the nations. But would we get that on our church advisor rating? When people think about Community Church Bishop Storford, do they... What do they think of? I know that they think of great kids' work. They think of great youth work. They think of great worship. They think of outstanding preaching. They, somebody's laughing. Um, they, all of those things, and they're all good things. They're not bad things at all. But God has instructed us that we are to be a house of prayer. And of course, that means more than what we do here on a Sunday morning because we can't really fill an hour and a half with prayer. It would, it would all be a bit chaotic. And there are other attributes of what we do here that are also important. Are we praying together in our homes? Are we praying in our groups? When your groups get together uh, during the week, do you spend much time actually praying together? Does prayer flow in your family and in your friendship groups just as easily as conversation? Or does it suddenly get a little bit awkward when somebody says, hey, we should pray now? I've been in so many meetings over the years where the room is buzzing with conversation and people are like, bah, 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 bah. and then we get to the point where it's like, oh, we should pray. And it's like, Phew. why? There's, there is an invitation from the Father that prayer should flow as naturally as the air we breathe, because it is the oxygen of heaven. It is, it is his presence invading earth and our, our, our circumstances being brought before his face. And it's, his, his invitation to us is that it will be completely natural, completely normal. I want that for us. Don't you want that for you? You know, I, I, I love that for every family, for every household that you could sit around the dinner table and talk about the day and just move into prayer and then move back out of prayer and talk about what you're doing that evening and move into prayer and move back out of prayer. And it's just natural. It's just easy. Because it's like having the Heavenly Father sitting at your dinner table with you. It's like having Him sit next to you on your commute into London or wherever it is that you go. This is the invitation for us as His people. And when you look at the book of Acts, particularly as a history of the New Testament church, every time you see the church meeting, you see prayer is mentioned, pretty much. Every time the believers got together, what is noted in Scripture is that they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed again, 
Acts 1.14, they met together constantly united in prayer. 423, the believers lifted their voices in prayer down to 125. The church prayed very earnestly for him, for Peter that was when he was in prison. When they appointed elders in 1423, they did so with prayer and fasting. Everything was bathed in prayer. Because they recognized as the people of God in that context that if they wanted power, if they wanted the power of the kingdom to come to invade all of their planning and all of their organization, it was through prayer that that was going to happen. And this is where we are invited to be. So that when we invite people to our Christmas meetings, we're not just leaning on the fact that we're really good organizers and we can put together a really good program, but we're leaning on the fact that we are partnering with the kingdom of God and his power is flowing in amongst us, through us, bringing transformation. A few quotes from some semi-famous people about prayer. I just want these things to inspire your hearts and your minds as you read them. E.M. Bounds, who was a great theologian, he says, all things can be done by prayer. It surmounts or removes all obstacles. Anybody got obstacles? Prayer surmounts or removes all obstacles, overcomes every resisting force and gains its ends in the face of invincible hindrances. Nothing is impossible in the realm of prayer. Cory Ten Boom, the devil smiles when we are up to our ears in work, but he trembles when we pray. Let's make sure that we're praying, not just busy, 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 busy. Next one. John Bunyan. Prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge to Satan. Alan Hood from the 24-7 prayer movement in America, he says, God's rule and reign is released through prayer. God loves to be asked, he loves to hear, and he loves to thrill us with his answers. He's so ready to answer our prayers. Catherine Kuhlman, the great evangelist and, and healing ministry from a century or so ago, the greatest power that God has given to any individual is the power of prayer. The greatest thing, not our programs, not our slick worship songs, it's the power of prayer. And Julian of Norwich, even Norwich gets a mention here, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, it is laying hold of his willingness. How often have you heard people beg Oh God, won't you please? Oh God, won't you please? It's as if we've got more mercy than God does. God is so ready to offload the blessings of his realm into ours as we lay hold of him in prayer. As Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, which of you fathers, if your child asks for bread, will give him a snake? Now, the Father is not reluctant to bring the blessing that your heart longs for. He wants to, to bless you. He simply says, ask me, come to me, tell me what's burning in your heart and I will love to give you all that will bless you, all that will lead you into the fullness of life that I have for you. And just to make it legal, we have a quote from the Bible as well. Rejoice always, pray continually. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. As I say, every moment of every day, simple prayers, short prayers, long prayers, prayers in tongues, 
Pray in your heart language. Pray in English. Pray with your work colleague. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Pray with your children. Pray. Bring God into every part of our lives. For when we do, his blessings will amaze us as his kingdom comes amongst us. He invites us to lean forward, but not to do so in our own strength, not to do so in our own clever ingenuity, not to do so because we've practiced for so long that we can stand up on the surfboard without him. He wants us to lean on him and pray and see our children come back to him again. And see our neighbors ask the question that you've been longing for them to ask you for how many years? He says, come, lean forward, lean in, pray, and my kingdom will come, and my will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're going to pray tonight. You may have seen this on our social media. It's tonight. It's a prayer meeting tonight here, 7 o'clock. We're going to worship him together. We're going to pray. We're going to go after the things of his kingdom. And I just want to invite us all to think about, am I... Am I hungry enough or am I hungry at all to see the glories of heaven in this place, in this season? You see, my prayer as I think about Christmas is not that people are gonna stream through these doors, sit in here, have their ears tickled by some nice music and some nice words. Neither is it that people will walk past our stall out on the market on the 3rd of December and throw ping pong balls in, in the reindeer game as they do most years, but that they will encounter the person of Jesus Christ. That people who come here for our carol services or people who come into your home for a cup of coffee or people who sit at the desk opposite you in your workplace will look at you one day over Christmas and go, why are you like that? In a good way. And you will have the privilege of saying to them, I'm like this because Jesus lives in here. And he wants to live in there. Let me explain it to you. So we're going to close by praying. The kids are going to come in. They are going to rejoin parents. So actually, if you have, par if you have parents, if you have children who have gone out and are coming back in, would you stand so that they can see you? And they're going to come back to you. Okay, so kids, find your parents. They should be standing up, ready to receive you back again. Just give it a second. So these guys in their classes have been talking to God. They've been encountering Him. They've been thinking about how He speaks and what He's been doing, what He's been saying. And what I want us to do, if you've got a child who's just come back to you, I want to encourage you. Maybe this is for the first time. I want you to take a moment right now and engage with God as a family unit. Pray together. For the rest of us who don't have kids that have just come back in to join us, I want to invite you to stand where you are. Gather the person next to you. If you've come by yourself, grab somebody. If you've come you know, with a two, then grab another one or two and get them with you. Let's, let's stand together, shall we? Let's, let's get ready to move.